Yay, welcome to another episode of With Love, Coach V. How are you guys doing? Hope you're keeping safe. Remember, I always love to hear from you. So please drop your comments, send your love letters back, and let me know your thoughts on the topics that we have here. How is it going? What you have to say, all of it matters, all right? So today, we have a precious person to me that is going to be talking to us about her story and um, how she was able to get up from all the things she went through and her advice to parents, you as an individual. As long as you have a story or as long as you're going through life, you definitely have a story. So she's she's just here to share with us her story and all the things that she's been able to do because of the things she went through right her name is naomi osemedwa i met her in abuja in 2018 we were to speak at the same event and since then she's become a beloved sister of mine and i'm so glad that She's going to be talking to, to us today. Alright, I'm just going to read her bio and then she would come right up. Naomi is a renowned coach and global speaker who has featured in high impact in events and spoken on stages across four continents. She's also known as the Sparkle Queen as she sprinkles her sparkle effect in everything she touches. As an online visibility strategist, she works with impact-driven entrepreneurs who are struggling with visibility and increasing their reach. She instead helps them gain clarity on their brand message, be seen and heard, not just locally, but globally, so that they can go from backstage to center stage and impact their world like they only can. I love it. From Nigeria to Zambia to Dubai to Egypt to India and the USA, Naomi continues to impact thousands of entrepreneurs and personal brands with her message. She's also the chief storyteller at the Women with Stories International. She's a philanthropist and founder of Hajara's Purse, a COVID-19 miracle distributing funds to those who desperately need food in the lockdown season. Naomi is on a life mission to die empty. Let's welcome Naomi. Hello, my name is Naomi Osemedua and I am an international speaker and lifestyle coach. I help local brands speak globally. I'm also the chief storyteller at the Women with Stories International, where we share stories of women across the world, stories of women who have survived conflict. Because many years ago, I was a part of the statistics, I still am, of those who have survived um, relationship, more or less domestic abuse. So growing up as a little girl uh, was really amazing. I grew up as daddy's girl, was very close to my father. In 1989, we, my father was transferred to work in Southeast Asia and we all traveled. And that was a big turning point for me. It was the first time 
I was meeting people of a different color from mine. And becoming a teenager while away, I grew up really fast. I grew up really fast and in Asia, I mean, the, the, they have a smaller frame. And so here I was, a big black girl with a different kind of hair. And for quite a while, I struggled with low self-esteem. It was so bad. If anyone told me I was fat, I would hate them. I would never want to speak to them again. And um, over time, I worked on it, but I, I think I still had a, 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 I had it somewhere. I had that low self-esteem somewhere, right? And um, we came back to Nigeria in 1993, and I got into the university in 1995, 96. And while in the university, I always wanted to read medicine, but I got into um, the University of Ekpuma first with pre-degree and then to read chemistry. And then from after 100 level, I was meant to move to medicine. But the university was not accredited. And so my parents suggested we try University of Ibadan. I spent a few months there, but because I didn't do jam, I had gotten into Ekpuma with pre-degree, I wasn't accepted. I stayed and hoped and prayed that things would change because I didn't feel like I should go back. I had said goodbye. How was I going to go back? And then, of course, my mates were moving forward. Long story short, I ended up going back home. We tried Uniband, University of Benin. It didn't work out. I stayed another one year at home. And by early 2000, I had to go back to work for one. Now at this point, those who were in chemistry with me were graduating and that was devastating and it it really set me back again. So from dealing with low self-esteem as a young uh, teenager to now having this setback, it was like, oh, everything is just too much. So at this point, I was was quite active in church. I mean, I was never a bad girl. I wasn't in the streets. I wasn't partying. I was a good Christian girl. So I met someone in my fellowship in, in school and he had come to do his NYSC. He had a bad past. He was not afraid to tell me about it. And I fell in love with him. And we started having a relationship, a very Christian kind of relationship. There was no sex, there was nothing. And then from nowhere, he proposed marriage. And somehow, you know, my parents got to know I was in this relationship, but they got a lot of information about his past and they just would not have it that I would be in that relationship. And so everything was done to try to separate us. And the more they tried to separate us, the the closer, I mean, the closer we got, the more we were like, oh, you know, it's just you and I against the world. November 10th, 2000, I ran away from home. I walked away from my family and everything that I knew to a life that I had no idea, you know, um, was waiting for me. Um, So much happened. My parents literally disowned me because I'm the first girl and I have four sisters. So it was like, if the first will do this, the four, (laughs) we don't know what will happen. So they kind of like cut me off from the family. And I had to learn things I didn't know how to do. I grew up really fast and I had to do everything that I could do to survive. Things actually got better for the young man who was doing his NYSC at the point where I ran away from home. But somehow I I believe he forgot. He forgot the sacrifices I made and he would get angry. He would react and 
before you know you know he started hitting me and even when i had the kids they also were not spared i mean my kids didn't grow up as normal children they would be playing they would fall and they would get beaten up um i remember one horrible case my youngest son who is about 15 now going on 16 he was 2 then 2 going on 3 and he had peed on the bed i was at work and by the time i came back i met him kneeling down crying sobbing he was naked and the moment i tried to touch him he screamed i quickly took him into the bathroom and i remember turning on the shower and he was screaming screaming and i was crying because i looked and behold his bum was black and blue so turns out um as the father saw him pee on the bed he stripped him put him on the pee on the bed and whipped him with a leather belt on his bum my son was just two plus um over the years i did find out that my the father of my kids was also abused by his father and that was scary because he hated his father he hated everything his father did to him but he ended up becoming an abuser and and it's really dangerous because um what you what you hate that you don't deal with you become i i think for me that's one of the scariest parts of um the work i do now when i get to hear women who experience horrible things and their their children who have witnessed these things if those children are not counseled and taken through therapy i mean therapy is not one of the things we want to talk about in this part of the world but it's a reality if those things and those emotions are not dealt with they they end up at very extreme end it takes the grace of god for those children to be normal it's either they become very aggressive or they become very uh receptive to taking anything and everything so they just like oh i don't need to have a voice i don't need to have a say anything that happens i deserve it and that's an extreme and then the other part is you know i'm going to fight I'm going to fight and I'm going to fight for everything that I want and again not healthy. So the kids went through all that 2009 I walked away. I walked away when it wasn't popular. Um I made peace with my family and um you know started my journey to healing and wholeness. Thank God for for God who just knows how to take everything that we've been through and turn it around for good. Um, I do a lot today around the world, and the core of my work is focused on, you know, sharing my journey of hope and, and survival. There are so many women who've gone through abuse, and um, they never leave to tell their stories. And some are so battered and broken that they never pick up their lives again. But my story is different, and I share this because as parents, you know. Uh, emotions will fly your kids will make decisions that you won't be happy with and i think it's important to to apply wisdom especially when it comes to matters of the heart you know the the more my parents tried to separate us the more i wanted to be with him it's hard because you know you want to say i'm the father i'm the mother this is it but the more they did that the the more i just you know went the opposite direction I mean I have a great relationship now with my family. Sometimes I cringe when I think about all the stupid things I did. But yes, I was young and I was stupid and sometimes yes, your kids will make very stupid decisions, 
but it doesn't mean that you failed it doesn't mean that you didn't bring them up well so the first thing is you don't even want to stay in that place of guilt but what is important is also um getting close to your children to a place where they can have conversations with you i never really wanted to run off i just felt i didn't have options you know and after i ran off my parents wanted me back but then i was so in love and i had committed to being with him because it was me and him against the world i never went back home until i went through all the things that i went through and i decided to walk away so the truth is this whole thing really affected me and um, my children for years i don't think it ever goes away like i have two sons from that marriage i i, I became a single mom in 2009 i did get married again in 2013 so this year august will be my sixth year anniversary and, and i'm happy he's a good man and i have two more children but the scars are there the scars are there I overcame with the help of God. I, I overcame with um, a family support. My family, they're my biggest supporters till date. You know, they are so proud of me and the work that I'm doing around the world. And you know, they count, they count us favored because again, there are so many families who never have this opportunity because their children die in the process of um, you know being abused. So look out for those signs even as your kids are young look out for the signs of low self-esteem especially now in this age of social media oh my goodness kids are dealing with so much you don't want to know the statistics are high kids are depressed they're overly anxious because they feel they have to be like this person and be like that person and that's why as an influencer i'm very big on you know people who have good things to say and do to you know really show up online because the more we stay away and say oh social media is an evil platform the negative people are there and they're influencing your children so you want to be friends with your children you want to be in the know of what's happening you want to see the things that they're experiencing and as parents you will have the intuition unless you're not paying attention if you're paying attention your intuition will tell you something is off and at that point the last thing they need is for them to be judged you really don't want to go down that path your kids need to know that they can trust you trust me if you build that relationship of trust and 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 our parenting skills really have to have to be better even for me i'm a parent now and i i keep working on myself because it's not the way we were brought up that you can bring up these kids now these kids will want to you know like oh no but this oh but that even if they respect you in your front there's so much out there that they're dealing with in, in terms of influence it's everywhere billboards television you know phones it's everywhere you know even cartoons cartoons are not even safe you know some cartoons have such adult themes you wonder this thing is for children well, what's all this you know subtle sublime messages just being passed across so you want to stay you know stay close to your children pray for them cover them you know because places where you can be you know god will be there and um and seek help if you've gone through something seek help seek help for yourself seek help for your children uh, don't just try to cover things up when you know and um just um stay sensitive 
they're they're always we've got you know and um, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to them to 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 be the best that we can be and um, provide that really safe place for our children it's 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 a crazy world out there and more than anything our our mission should be creating a safe place where our children can come and they can talk to us and um, whatever that is for you and your family, I, I hope you, you're able to build that safe place and um, uh, leave a legacy of, of love and hope and, um, and kindness you know, for your children. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I hope uh, this helps you. I'm open to um, questions from anyone. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, Vera, for this opportunity. Have a great day. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Naomi, for sharing your story with us and your lessons, even as a parent and an individual. So let's end with this. Dear beautiful you listening to this, you need to work on your low self-esteem. You owe it to yourself and your children to be a better human being. Then, you owe it to yourself to create a legacy of love around the people that you live with, whether it's your kids, your husband, your neighbors, your colleagues, your family members, whosoever it is you live with, you owe it to them to create a legacy of love. Even as a parent, you owe it to your children to create a legacy of love. So we end by saying, with love, Coach V. Thank you so much for listening. Until we see you next episode. Bye. Remember... Remember to send, to comment, leave your thoughts behind and let's know what you're thinking about this recording. All right. Bye.